Welcome to the David and Peter Conversation, a podcast between two friends where we chat about fun topics and check in with each other's lives. I'm Peter. And I'm David. And today we're putting on our aprons and having some fun in the kitchen. ASMR video sizzles like. (laughs) Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. It is April, so happy belated Easter and... And Passover, if you celebrate Passover, Easter. um, We're recording this the weekend of. So what are you you doing for Easter and Passover or anything? Well, I'm definitely not playing Animal Crossing to (laughs) get some of those eggs because I still have PTSD from last year. From what? But I know you started playing up again, right? Yeah. Just from the scary bunny... What's his name? The like what? I don't know his name, <laughs> but he's terrifying. Yeah, he's very like intense. Um, yeah, I mean, I love that this every episode it's kind of like a check in if David's still playing Animal Crossing. But no, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up, but um... there's been cute bunny like <laughs> there's been so many cute like bunny day recipes and Easter um like egg like recipes and things like that that have been cute. Are there new ones? Mm -hmm. There's like, I don't think any of those ones, like that picture I sent you of Kurt's house with like the fence and like the bunny, um, Mm. like topiary stuff. I don't think they had those last year. Um, So it's been fun to like, I just have been putting like cute little things around my island and like planting tulips to try and get like the right tulip colors that I want. But it's not happening. uh... I'm not, I'm not watering them enough. So that's been a problem it's a whole science to it so it is yeah it is um also happy belated birthday again oh thank you how was your birthday month uh it was pretty good uh i can't believe it's april like that's just crazy to me um again time is like also moving so fast but also like weirdly slow um but it was a very nice birthday and i'm so thankful to you for putting together the last episode and putting all the work in to like come up with the questions and just making it like a really fun like interview basically i had a great time and also on that note like my coworkers like found not found it but i guess like one of my coworkers who follows me like on instagram when we were like promoing it or whatever um mm-hmm. she took a listen and then basically sent it to everyone <laughs> one at work so oh yeah. my god your entire like coworker team yeah, my my team basically listened to it, and I hope they learned like a little bit more about me because a little more personal, a little more raw. Good thing you didn't shit talk them all. <laughs> Imagine I was like, oh my gosh, um, yeah. That this birthday, been, um, my birthday wish is to get rid of all my coworkers. <laughs> um, so thankfully that didn't happen, but um, yeah, and then I one of the like I guess highlights of March because like you know nothing too too special or different but like i took a this is like super random but i took like an intro to rock climbing class um <gasps> which was kind of like with a friend from um my weightlifting gym and we were sort of intending to do it kind of around my birthday originally but just plans didn't work out but uh we sort of treated it as like a little bit of a just doing something different too because like both of us have been a little not bored with the gym, but just like, you know, wanting to spice things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is it like um, the indoor like rock climbing kind of thing? Not just like bouldering, but like actually like being on 
like the ropes and things yes uh-huh the ropes so that was like a big thing i we didn't know kind of what to expect when we got there but uh we we learned like how to do all the knots and you know use the ropes and even oh belay so like we were like kind of in charge of like keeping the the person we were like paired with like safe like while they were climbing because um that's important right exactly and it was like it was really like stressful because like obviously like their sort of safety is like literally in your hands but it was also just like a fun like adrenaline rush almost like while you're climbing you're (laughs) oops my hand slipped (laughs) (laughs) um but it was yeah it was a really fun time and it was just cool to do something like totally new and yeah learn something new learn a new skill Emily and Nick keep telling Kurt and I that they're like, oh, yeah, when when you guys come visit, we're going to go rock climbing. And we're like, uh-huh. And then we're like, <laughs> I'm terrified. Like <laughs> It was, yeah, like, it's so interesting. Because I've, I've done it before, not, like, the belaying part, but, like, for, like, a birthday party or whatever at Planet Granite, you know, in Belmont. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. We all, yeah. Um, but I forgot, like, how actually kind of scary at least for me when i was getting up higher and higher like i was getting like my my hands were feeling a little numb and like i was like oh my god like this is so much this is such a new feeling maybe that's why i was just like so like it just felt different right like being doing something new and then also like you're climbing and you know (laughs) super high up compared to how you normally are so I think what's cool is just it's like a different you're exercising like different muscles of your body and like things that you're like your grip is definitely something that's like the most important thing. And like that's just not something that you really focus on or like forearms, you know, and it's also like a. I mean, we definitely stuck to the easy like lowest level like patterns or whatever like the pathways mm-hmm. but like you're essentially like doing a puzzle mm-hmm. right like you're you're not only just physically climbing and using your muscles and stuff but like your brain is also working at the same time to like mm-hmm. figure out like which one to grab and like all that stuff so that was like the cool and my legs stretch that far oh, right, right can my hand grasp <laughs> that little bit or can i use this little part of the wall just to like exactly hold yeah. against yeah it's- also love that I took one intro class and I'm like I'm a I'm an expert I know everything <laughs> no but just based on that one experience it was like re- it was just so fun and like I definitely want to yeah. do it again for sure. Oh well, we can maybe when we come visit sometime we can do it together. Ooh yeah. Um, other than that, yeah. Like what did you what did you do this month or anything new or exciting? What's on my notes? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> what did I jot down for the month? I worked. Yes, I worked just like Oof. usual. It was just, a, yeah. I guess it's been like a little bit more of a stressful time now because at work, like I've been having to basically be more of the leader because our the other dentist at our office is not very much of a leader. So that's been a little stressful. Picking up some slack. Picking up some slack, yeah. Um, we have been, I mean, essentially just been waiting for Disney to open and like waiting for <laughs> us to like, waiting for us to be, or for Kurt to be eligible to get the vaccine and waiting mm. so that we can like start going to Disney again and have fun. And like, yeah. I mean, we've been trying to like do more fun things just around here, but um, I don't know. We just miss Disney. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> 
But we, I mean, what we did do is we went to the Touch of Disney event, which is um, basically a, you get to go into California Adventure, like the entire park, but only like, there's no rides open. It's just mm. kind of like food booths and like random food mm. places. And they had like some characters like walking around yeah. and saying hi and stuff. Um, but it was, it was fun just to be there and just to like kind of get to enjoy that area again uh-huh. but it's, yeah just be it's, there in yeah in that space yeah it's obviously not the same but like it was fun still it was like a nice like it was a nice day off for me to kind of get to enjoy disney and have like good food good disney food although some of it was like meh like i was very disappointed <laughs> in the banh mi that they had oh but um they had some good like kebabs and good ice cream and and it was like throughout the entire only California Adventure, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, they opened up the entire, or um, almost the entire park. They roped off the Guardians of the Galaxy area mm. because it links to uh, the new Avengers campus area. Oh, okay. Um, so that part was all closed off. And then um, that's really it. Everything else was pretty much open. Like you could walk around all, everywhere else. Yeah. And was it like a special event where like not everybody could go or like you had to buy tickets for it, mm. but it was weird. Cause they would, it was like $75 per person, but they would include parking with that. And they included a $25 food gift card. Okay. That way you were like, they guaranteed that you were at least going to get food there. And you would like not feel like it was that expensive. Yeah, that's pretty nice. We wouldn't do it again just because like it was cool and it was fun to experience, but it wasn't that like it wasn't that exciting that we were like, oh, we have to redo it and redo other and like try all the other food, you know? Right. I mean, the name seemed like it was a perfect, you know, a, a perfect touch, way to just, yeah. just a touch of Disney. <laughs> yeah. A little taste, a little teaser. Speaking of food and speaking of taste, um, oh, yes. this week's topic is cooking and food and everything food related, I guess. Um, okay, fine. I guess like cooking food related because we can get yeah. into a whole another yeah. thing about like foods that we like to eat out out in restaurants and stuff. But, restaurants. Like, yeah. And since like, I guess with the sort of current world situation with us kind of staying at home more often, like I figured it, we figured it would be like a great sort of way to talk about how you know focus on that sort of more cooking at home angle so i think Mm -hmm. yeah i think it it makes sense well i guess we should first start out with from the beginning like from the beginning do you do you cook on the normal like do Mm -hmm. is this like kind of something that you've been doing a long time or did you just start cooking more recently i would say it is relatively new in terms of like growing up I like didn't really cook a lot like it was mostly my parents mostly my mom and then even in college like I definitely was irresponsible and didn't you know (laughs) actually go grocery shopping and use the kitchen and my dorm and like actually prepare food it was like a lot of ordering out and all that stuff even out of school and I you know moved into my apartment like I I wasn't doing that I, I continued to kind of not do that because that's just what I knew. So like, I, yeah, I would say cooking and 
not ordering, you know, delivery is like pretty rel- is relatively new. But but how about you? I yeah, I mean, I grew up with being spoiled, being my like my mom and my dad would mostly cook like all the time. And I didn't I could not like the most that I would do was maybe like help make dumplings with my mom. But like oh. that was it. Like I didn't know how to like cook an egg or like the basics. Right. Basics. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think I remember the first time I actually did cook was like junior or between sophomore and junior year of college uh-huh. i remember we were we had just moved into like an apartment outside of well i guess it was still like like off campus yeah it was like on campus housing but like an apartment oh, okay but uh it was like the style of the yeah but it was also okay. like it was like a summer uh i was Ooh. taking a summer like course so it mm-hmm. was just summer housing and it was not very nice. Like <laughs> it was, it was fine. It was like basic, but like I remember, I was trying to bake, and the oven wasn't working, and I didn't know for oh, no. like I was waiting for it to heat up for like half an hour, and I was like, "This oven's not going." And I was so excited because I had like marinated this chicken drumsticks oh, that no. I was making, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, like this is the first time I'm really cooking," and like I couldn't even oh. fucking bake my my drumsticks so i had to i don't even remember i think i ended up just like cooking them in the in a pan pan or a pot and just like covering it up and stuff but um (laughs) yeah it was a struggle like learning how to cook in the beginning was really hard and i don't think i proper properly like learned how to cook until honestly i mean i was i was cooking like third and fourth year of college but it was like with my roommates and like we would just kind of experiment and throw things together um but probably more in like when i was in new york i had to like i don't know we all had different schedules so it's not like we could have all like cooked together and like my roommates Mm. weren't like my like close close friends roommates that i would like cook with so i just started cooking for myself and then i that was like just essentials like i'll just make like rice and chicken veggies and like right. always it was always kind everyone of like, always starts out with like the basics kind basics of, like, yeah simple stuff yeah yeah so i guess I, that's kind of my intro to yeah cooking. i i kind of have these pockets of memories of like getting together with like some of our friends like making a kind of a, a weekend mm-hmm. little activity of like oh my god like let's make like a cake or something you know like little things yeah. like that it was never yeah. like like a typical thing it would always kind of just be like hey we're like maybe we're celebrating something or whatever or we just decided like let's try to make something but never it for me it was like never a, a constant or like a typical mm-hmm. thing for me to to cook so I remember like Emily and Sharice and I would like sometimes make like when I was home from school or college or whatever, mm-hmm. we would like get together over break and like just hang out and make like, I don't know, like nachos or something. And like we would watch a Hayao Miyazaki film or something. Yes. And then um, even just like, yeah, randomly whenever we would come home for like July 4th, we would get together mm-hmm. and like we would make small things. Um, yeah, that was like those were like cooking like little cooking adventures and cooking stuff. light yeah um, <laughs> yes. so how would you say you sort of transitioned from like a 
a very simple like oh like nachos for example like just that's kind of basically like throwing everything in you're not really yeah. i would say you're not cooking a lot you're like literally kind of just, just cooking like mixing the meat the meat maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah melting the cheese um yeah. how did you like that level that up. first time yeah how'd you level up like how did that first time <laughs> you decided like oh i'm gonna cook this these chicken wings like mm-hmm. did you kind of go online and like find a recipe or like what was your what was your thought process or the way you sort of went about quote unquote learning how to like actually make something i um i think i started a lot with like asking my mom like how she Mm. cooked a lot of things um because that's all kind of i all i knew and like all i really wanted to eat would be like okay like how'd you make this tofu dish how'd you make this chicken dish whatever how do you cook these veggies and most of it was pretty basic and i've already seen her like make it i'm just like re like re teaching i guess remembering remembering but then um once it got to i think i think the some of the first few times that i really actually started experimenting more like yeah i was a little bit in college but um I think when I was in New York, some one of my friends had like one of those like blue apron, like uh like oh, if yeah. you get blue apron, then you can give your friend a free like right. week a trial or two, yeah, something yeah. of blue apron. Yeah. So that's I remember doing that and being like, Wow, there's such cool different recipes for so many different types of cuisine. And yeah, a lot of it was like ingredients that I would never find at like a supermarket. <laughs> right. But um it, it did open my eyes to being like, oh, like, this is fun. Like, I can do other things and try other things. And actually, like, if I have the time and if I want to, like, try something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably when I really started to, like, level up a little bit. Yeah. And um, maybe take a couple things from it and just, like, put it into my own cooking. But not, not like, fully remake those recipes. But, right. like, just, just take like, the little ideas or, yeah. yeah. Like, the techniques. I think that's really cool that you brought up blue apron because i think that i I think without sort of looking at because there's a lot of criticism about like services like that that sort of like Mm. prepackage right like the the ingredients that make cause a lot of waste and and things Mm. of that nature but like the fact that they cater to kind of like individuals who maybe aren't so able to just kind of cook mm-hmm. them like that's you know the, their target audience people that like aren't so sure about their own skills like in the kitchen but mm-hmm. they make it they they make it feel that as if you know you can do it and it's actually like a thing that you can mm-hmm. make like a like a, a habit out of or like if you just sort of like break down a more complicated dish into these like which is a recipe <laughs> spoiler alert yeah. but like you know when they when they break down the techniques and like how to do it i think that that makes it more approachable and just easy because yeah and yeah. it's it takes away a little bit like it of the i mean of the work that you have to do in terms oh, of totally. like okay yeah, you don't have yeah. to go to the store and get it and you don't have to pre-measure <laughs> the ingredients because they basically measured it out for you right but they still it's it's like when you get like um like the box cakes right yeah, and they're yeah, like yeah. they have everything already like mixed Make for cakes. you but yeah. like they still let you feel like you can do it because they're like oh <laughs> you're kind of a baker you're putting the the liquid you gotta like beat the egg still yeah you have to like pour in some like water and then 
Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah it's like a similar kind of thing. It's like, well, mm-hmm. like we give you everything. You still have to cut the vegetables, and you still have to like put it in the pan and cook it. But like everything's we did a good amount for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, the bear, like the typical barrier, which I think actually does stem from like going to the store, figuring out that like what you need. Because I think that that also is very intimidating. I remember mm-hmm. like needing to go to the store to like buy stuff it would always be for just like very specific stuff but when it was sort of like oh i can't be spending all my money just like on whatever like i actually Mm -hmm. have to be pretty smart about it and like you end up needing to develop a skill about like what are the staples that Mm -hmm. i can use to create more than just one specific dish and Mm -hmm. um yeah right they sort of take that out that that element of of the cooking process which is you know the shopping part um yeah out um what was like the way that you felt like you kind of like leveled up your cooking and like mm. started getting to this kind of being more comfortable with it and because yeah. i i don't know i feel like when i had when <laughs> the few times that i had come over to hang out like you uh-huh. seemed pretty comfortable with like cooking i mean basic like things that you were i guess comfortable making but yeah um yeah, I, I like I think back on it and like uh the the concept of like lo- uh you know watching TV shows or just kind of like f- cuz I I grew up watching shows like 30 minute meals like on the Food Network with Rachel Ray and she the way she sort of approached cooking was like hey, you don't need to like do all these sort of crazy techniques, just the you know sort of basics and you don't need to use like crazy ingredients like it's just stuff that like a lot of things are made up of, but you're sort of using them in different ways. And like she, her whole idea was like, this whole meal is going to take like 30 minutes. So like, you know, it's not a big part of your day. And like, it's, she basically made it feel like it was super simple. And like, uh, watching her like kind of after school, like when I get home before doing homework, like that, I, I obviously didn't like, I, I wasn't chopping up vegetables when she was, but I was like absorbing just like those little things that she was doing. Like, mm-hmm. I think anytime I watch, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but like anytime I watch like, um, a, like a recipe video on YouTube, even like competition, like cooking shows, right? Like I'm always watching what they're doing and like, mm-hmm. I may not be able to do it exactly like them, but like sort of absorbing just like the order they're doing stuff, the kind mm-hmm. of like basic uh, you know, mechanics of their technique or whatever. Like, I'm sure it's yeah. much more difficult to, like, <laughs> actually do it. But, like, I'm sort of... I, I try to sort of pick up on those things. And I think because I had been doing that a little bit, like, while watching shows like, you know, 30-Minute Meals or even, like, Good Eats with Alton Brown, like, um, I think once I once I pr- took the, the leap myself to be like, oh, I'm actually going to, like, cook a meal, when I picked up a knife or whatever, obviously my knife skills were, like not good they're probably not even that great now but like i wasn't so intimidated because i like in my mind i was like oh i've seen rachel ray chop an onion up i can do that (laughs) you know i don't know (laughs) but um yeah i i definitely like i i would sort of recall those sort of things um and yeah did a lot of like youtube sort of watching just online like reading recipes online and Mm -hmm trying to like recreate that i guess do you feel like that was more like a recent development though that you've become more Mm. comfortable or like because you said you weren't really 
cooking too much until you moved out of like the uh, like out of the dorms or like moved yeah yeah of the city yeah i mean like i think it it came with like the necessity of like oh me ordering food right is like every day is like not Mm -hmm. economically for me sustainable so like Mm -hmm. i was like oh i'm gonna like i'm actually gonna like plan out my meals and i think this relates to when we sort of like when you came over yeah and like we we sort of because i felt like that i needed sort of like a uh, a schedule or a little bit more structured to my like i guess routine right and along with like sort of figuring out like oh i can go to the gym and like do all this stuff on these days you help me sort of like formulate uh almost like a meal plan a little bit about like hey like these are the things that i could eat in the morning these are the things that i could like easily cook like you know myself Mm -hmm. uh for for lunch and you know obviously for dinner so like that's sort of i think that's where that sort of like stemmed from but i i think with like cooking like you you can't follow a recipe and kind of not really know what you're doing and the the food will turn out probably okay like you know it may not be restaurant quality or whatever but like it's those little things that you eventually pick up you know the more you cook more recipes or just the more you like research and kind of like learn through you know whatever type of research you do um that that can really like actually make a a recipe that you're just kind of following end up actually you know turning out the way it's like intended to and i think like Mm -hmm. yeah like i like whenever i do a new recipe like i i don't intend to like kick it out of the park like every every first time i try something new and i also am not doing like very elaborate things so mm-hmm. um yeah just realizing like hey like i may not have like done this the perfect way the first time but like i'll try it again and, and learn from that <laughs> learn from that i guess i also think that's some like what really boosts my confidence a little when like with cooking is like realizing how a lot of like how a lot of like fancy or like more like I don't know, high-end almost, like, dishes are, like, so simple to make. Like, steak. Or, like, like rack of lamb is actually, like, the easiest thing ever. You literally just dump it in the oven and, like, flip it. Like, (laughs) that's it. Like, I just have to, like, put a little bit of butter and garlic on top and that's it. Like, or even lobster. Like, lobster tails. Mm. I, like, thought it was so fancy. I'm like, oh, my God, is this really hard? And it's like, you just cut through the shell pull out the meat on top and then like dump it in the oven like same thing they're all like you just dump it in the oven (laughs) so a lot of them i feel like the the ones especially like the oven recipes that seem like you're like oh my gosh this this sounds fancy and like whenever you tell like a co-worker you're like i made rack of lamb and they're like oh my gosh ooh, and i'm like it's really simple it's actually not that like hard like Mm -hmm. um so those are like the recipes i'm like oh my gosh like those are so easy and like and so rewarding because they're simple recipes and you're like wow like i can make this taste just like restaurant quality and like half the price or less you know exactly yeah that's a huge that's a huge like boost of confidence and also like the fact that you almost justify the the amount of effort quote-unquote effort that it would take to make something Mm -hmm. because it like I, i think maybe at first maybe it doesn't feel as if like some of these recipes are as simple right like right because at first you're like oh no like oh my god this seems like like you you just thinking of like 
I don't know, just thinking of Rack of Lamb at first, I'm like, oh, that sounds hard. Like, I wonder, like, like I just don't yeah. think that it's actually going to be as simple as it is. And then when you actually read through the recipe or something or, like, actually mm-hmm. see what actually needs to be done, it's like, oh, I just got to, like, chop up some, like, some parsley or something and just, like, sprinkle it on top. Like, there's not too much to it. Um, I think the comp- more complicated recipes can get yeah. a little intimidating when it's like, oh, I have to do like 10 different things and use like a billion different yeah. ingredients. That can be a little intimidating for sure. Yeah. And when there's like specialty, almost like technique and equipment that you need, that that's the mm-hmm. part I also think like can get like intimidating. Yeah. I think you brought up like the idea of steak. Like that's obviously a very expensive like meal to order, right? Like at a restaurant, you know, at a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. And like, the actual like steps and sort of things you have to do it's like you're right it's not that much but like i think for people that don't have the the sort of foundation or sort of the mm-hmm. you know the 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 knowledge that oh it's actually not quote unquote not it seems hard because they've never maybe done it or you know mm-hmm. uh, whatever but like i think mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the the difference right it's like right. there aren't actually so many steps it may be just like six steps and those steps mm-hmm. aren't actually that complicated but for somebody that you know doesn't cook more than two steps could feel yeah <laughs> very complicated and it can be intimidating because you're like oh my god if i mess it up if i leave it in too long it's going to be terrible which hey that happens yeah. like we've definitely like so many recipes I've just like screwed up so badly because I left it in too long <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Right. But um, I think going through those learning experiences and being like, okay, like uh, it was intimidating at first, but like, and I know what I made my mistakes with now. Yeah. And like, it's once you kind of tr- tackle a recipe and like, I, I'm also selective about like the recipes that I am looking at. Totally. If it looks really like crazy, I'm like, let's just not (laughs) yeah like i'm gonna save that for uh, somebody who's capable (laughs) yeah but if it's like oh okay i think i can maybe do this let's try it um and like just like push myself a little bit um and then yeah it gets really rewarding that since the pandemic has happened and because we aren't going out like as often to eat out or anything or do as much takeout did you feel like you've either changed the way you've been cooking or like uh elevated it maybe or like what what's changed i think that during this time i've me and john i think have sort of upped our kind of like you know, leveled up, leveled, leveled <laughs> up our like home cooking. <laughs> I don't know. That was so hard to say, but, and I think one of the most sort of simple ways that we've done it is that like, we kind of have a little bit more planning involved with like our, I guess, meals. Like obviously they're not like elaborate, but just like taking the time to, if we're trying a recipe or, you know, wanting to try something new, we'll ensure, we'll, we'll make sure that like when we go to the store, like we have all of the things that, that allow us to do that recipe. Um, and you know, not sort of like winging it as much because I think we just have more time to like put in the tiny bit more effort that it takes to just, you know, make sure we have like 
enough eggs or you know whatever and like uh you know some little things like that like i think that can like you know totally mess up an entire night of cooking when you think that you have something or like something that you thought was still fresh or like good to use you realize when you get to that step in the recipe you open up your brown sugar or whatever and it's like uh, as a rock and you're yeah like, oh, shit. I have, like <laughs> tried to check if this was okay um so that has been like really nice and like also uh the the concept of like going to the store with like a list like that's it it sounds so stupid and not really related to like the cooking part of it but like but it is it yeah like i think it 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 has just allowed us to get those staple ingredients or things that like we may not have like a exact recipe that we're gonna we have in mind often we do but like just having those essential things like enough onions enough garlic enough like herbs and things that actually are like those little ingredients that you just chop up and put in but like they actually add so much like you know Mm -hmm. flavor or like you know just make it the dish more like the tiny bit like more presentable and nicer like those are the things that um we always make sure we have on hand so in case we do find a recipe like during the two weeks in between you know shopping then like we will be able to do it because we you know bought those ingredients that we thought we could Mm -hmm. use in the future did you not like have that really before the pandemic like a shopping list or like yeah yeah i think we winged it a lot when we would go and it would cause us to like one we wouldn't be so familiar with like the way a a grocery a typical grocery store is like sort of laid out so we would kind of just like go there and at least me i don't know about john exactly but like i feel like it would be like supermarket sweet right like we would just kind of just go and like oh yeah i think i would use this or whatever and not really like think of it more methodically and like oh like let's even the order that we would sort of go through the store like i think that also like has changed and evolved and made it just the ple- the experience so much more pleasant because to like uh an added fact on all of this is like obviously being indoors and like all of the changes that happened like when the pandemic first hit like we we were not trying to stay in the, the grocery store like <laughs> longer than we needed yeah. to so that sort of yeah, changed yeah. how we approached um shopping and like um yeah just and also just being really like familiar with like where certain things are even if we didn't get it like knowing that if we did come up come across a recipe that required us a certain seasoning or like something from a certain aisle we'd be like okay like next time we know where that is or you know little Mm -hmm. little things like that i guess (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's so true though like yeah i feel like the same with kurt and i like we with the pandemic like prior to the pandemic i think we started realizing that we were kind of like we would we would just kind of get the staples for the week and just kind of ask like oh are you feeling this are you feeling that like what are you feeling this week and just kind of grab things we'd be like okay we'll get some chicken breast we'll get some fish we'll get some whatever like while you're there yeah and then with the pandemic i think we were like um starting to change that by um i think Part of it uh, was, like, we were getting so tired of, like, every single day, we would ask each other, what are we going to eat today? Mm. What are we Like, literally, that was the only question of the day, and we would just sit at home, <laughs> like, what are we eating for dinner? What are we eating yeah, for dinner? Yeah. And, like, Kurt was getting so sick of it, and I was getting kind of tired of it, too. Mm. So, um, 
he kind of decided he's like oh let's make like a a list like a menu of like every single day like what we would have for dinner and um so that way we almost had something like to look forward to every single day yeah okay restaurant that's so cute this is our menu for today like this is what we're gonna eat today so um it's kind of basically just come down to like dinner food because like for lunch or for breakfast we'll just kind of like wing it yeah, yeah. and like find whatever like if we want eggs or if we want like a breakfast sandwich or whatever but or maybe you had leftovers or something yeah yeah or we'll have leftovers so but for dinners um it's been fun because now we can like we've actually been planning it out and i think it's been probably like yeah we'll have some leftover um random like ingredients yeah. but for the most part i think it's been more efficient because we're not just kind of grabbing whatever and just trying to use up whatever we're like actually getting things that we're gonna use for sure right. um and yeah we're gonna still yeah have leftover ingredients for things but we can still once we have those ingredients see what we can make out of it once in a while right. or just like say we'll like remake the dish like the following week or something so um I think in that way, we've also had to look up recipes for things because we were trying new dishes, Mm -hmm. trying new things, which has forced us to be like, okay, we have to be aware of like every ingredient in this dish. And like, like it'll be so, so different each time we'll have like (laughs) a dish that's like a grain bowl. And then we'll have a dish that's like a honey Aleppo chicken, like puff pastry dish. And then we'll do like, um, pad thai yeah. or like it, like it's just different every time so the days that's what you're saying the days that you plan now they actually are like pretty varied in terms of like the type of food yeah like, okay that's yeah yeah awesome but it's like every day like yeah. every single day we have something on our menu that's crazy because i think not crazy in a bad way like that's awesome yeah i mean we'll like <laughs> we'll switch it up right if we're like not feeling it that day we're like yeah i don't actually feel like eating this like making this like burrito bowl thing yeah, today yeah. then we'll switch it with a different day or we'll just get takeout or something yeah um but for the most part like it's been helpful for us to to stay on like trying to eat mostly at home and not get as much takeout and at the same time still keep it exciting and fun yeah. and like also yeah like i'm realizing i went through a whole phase during the pandemic when i would get cilantro like every fucking week because i'm like i need cilantro for my burrito bowl rice thing because i can make my rice with the cilantro but i also use the cilantro with the asian dishes like i used it for everything yeah no i think that's what (laughs) it is it's like threw it into all my recipes yeah Yeah. i think when it when ingredients when you go to the grocery and you realize that ingredients aren't just for a specific dish that you know that it's in but it actually like is a a staple and a thing that like other in other dishes and it can be used in a lot of other things like i think that 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 concept of like food like kind of expands just what's possible for you to make like i think you you know more and you also just feel like more confident in like knowing that oh this you know this cilantro yes i need it for the specific recipe but like hey if i needed to put it in something else or whip up a, a dish like really quick like i know what that cilantro mm. does to a dish basically like i think that's or i'll like have leftover cilantro that i hadn't used and i'm like oh it's just sitting here i'm like can i use it and then i'll just look up like <laughs> i'll like be like hmm cilantro tofu dish and then i'll like look to see, see online if there's yeah. like a recipe for yeah. it yeah um 
For sure. I, I definitely <laughs> feel like it's been helpful. And then also even like, like thinking smart about like storing them or like oh, how do yeah, yeah, yeah. how to maintain things like stay fresher. Realizing, okay, I should put put my cilantro or my scallions in like a glass, glass of, of water, water in the fridge. Or um, you know, our spinach or whatever hasn't been great uh sitting the way it's been sitting and maybe we should put paper towels in it or just like get frozen ones. Like just like yeah. thinking of different ways because like maybe we're not using it as much. Um it's yeah there's there's a lot that goes into just like food preparation and cooking and stuff yeah and i think that that oh that's funny you bring up the sort of freshness and like the you know keeping things as usable as possible like that's something that i think is also intimidating for people who are who don't really know how to cook because they they may buy all these Mm -hmm. like I, I just sort of think of the typical experience of like somebody going in really excited and they buy all these ingredients because they're like, oh, I'm going to make all this food. And then they don't realize like, oh, if I don't store this properly or use this food up like in a certain amount of time, it'll go bad. And now I wasted all this money and it just adds a whole sour sort of like note on sort of this like thing you were really excited about so yeah that's so that's so or true. you're like making the food and all the food is like even though it's like it's not fresh as it should be and like you're like well i'll still use it and it's like right. mm, yeah, it doesn't yeah. taste as good or yeah for sure <laughs> have there been any dishes or like recipes that you've been making more recently that are like standouts or like any like favorite recipes that you've been making I, I think me me and John are not as, I guess, ambitious as you and Kurt when it comes to a different meal, you know, every every day. Well, that's not true. We eat different stuff every day. But, like, how often do you repeat, like, on a week-by-week basis? Is, like, every week sort of pretty different? Um, or? So Sorry, I just literally <laughs> asked the question. We, you asked the question. <laughs> we have, like, a note that basically... I'm obsessed I've I've compiled it because like I didn't want to forget all of our different like meals that we've enjoyed that like we would want to have again. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So you could favorite things. Yeah, cuz sometimes there are meals that we'll try and I'll ask Kurt like, "Did you like that?" and he's like, "Ah, I don't think I want to <laughs> eat that again." Never make that for me ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I've compiled a list of things that we eat like we like eating. So, like I can even I'll pull it up right now. <gasps> Ooh, I'll tell yes. you what we have, but um because of that like we're able to either recycle things in or like grab from that list or swap it right if you didn't like- or swap okay. it or whatever yeah. yeah so i have like it's called meal ideas and so i have one <laughs> it's a really great note called meal ideas it's a really great meal note, yes. yeah. so i have like cacio e pepe do you know what yeah, that is that pasta dish with yeah. some pepper in it obsessed yeah and it's um really cheesy yeah. and we like melt a little bit of the parmesan so we do that with um we've liked doing that with like the beyond sausage okay because well like that's another thing we've been trying to eat more sustainable oh okay Um, so less meat yeah a little bit less meat in our diet because also like i've noticed it's helped me in terms of like being able to go to bed and not Mm. feel like super heavy and bloated like in the morning but yeah we'll have like like grilled chicken sandwiches chipotle bowls because that's basically what it is um Grain bowls, pumpkin ravioli, salmon with asparagus, chow fun, pad thai, boon bowls. So these are like the the top kind of ones that you really enjoy. So you'll go like 
potentially do them here and more often. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll have like pineapple fried rice with spam. We ate that yesterday. Like, Come on, spam. Yeah. Shawarma, like chicken shawarma with um, green beans and rice. I'm obsessed with how varied all of these sound. And like how specific they are too. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The names, very menu, like that's what it's called. Like Boom. shepherd's pie with puff pastry and like impossible yeah. meat and peas and carrots and stuff like i also like try and put everything like every ingredient in my descriptions so that descriptions so you can search it yeah so that like when we put together our like shopping list i can just oh. easily be like okay we need this 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 for the the food and like i don't have to worry about it <laughs> pumpkin ravioli we need pumpkins and we need ravioli yeah well because this became a problem because i would put like burrito bowl or chipotle bowl or whatever and assume that like everything was there but we would always forget to get the cilantro because (laughs) or the cilantro and the lime because i forgot to put it in the description cilantro lime chipotle bowl (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is still not there i gotta put that in now oh my god i like that system though that you actually make note of it like that's really smart because Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure there are people with very good memories and whatever but like that's really great that you can just easily refer to something that you are continually like updating and all of that. So anyway, to answer, sorry to answer your question. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually forgot what the question. <laughs> your recipe. Like, oh, go to yeah, yeah, favorite yeah. recipes that yeah. you've been making. Um. So I uh have this like one f- YouTube food person that I like am obsessed with her name's Marion she runs this website and YouTube channel called Marion's Kitchen but she just like has such a great like outlook like on food and like similar to like Rachel Ray when she would do like 30 minute meals like she would be very all she's very all about like simplicity and like nothing needs to be more complicated than is which I don't know sometimes I'm so busy at work and like I I don't want to make it more complicated right so I really gravitate toward a lot of her stuff. And like one of her recipes for uh, spicy garlic butter linguine that she does is like really, really simple. Like the ingredients are so simple and like the preparation is so easy. Like it's all in one pan. You're literally just like melting the butter, putting in the garlic, adding like oyster sauce, soy sauce, Mm. and like cooking the pasta correctly. And like it's those little things, like that's the thing. It's like those little things of like, when she tells you to like add the pasta into the pan like don't be afraid of like having pasta water come in from Mm -hmm. the bowl that you or the the pot that you cooked the pasta in like that actually is adding like you know uh starch to like emulsify and make the you know sauce like creamier like those little things like as simple as like the recipe and like the steps are like it's those that stuff that actually like adds up to make this like really just super super flavorful like dish like it's super simple but like it's one of our i think because of the simplicity and like how flavorful it is like that payoff is like one of the reasons why i think we enjoy making that one so much um mm-hmm. i'll obviously send you the recipe um yes i it sounds really <laughs> good and i also just love the fact that like the name is like a spicy garlic butter linguine but like i wouldn't expect there to be like soy sauce and oyster sauce in that like i think right. that's so that's definitely really exciting and it's just stuff that like we'd have like anyway you know like that's that's something Mm -hmm. i really like about her recipes too she does a lot of these like quote-unquote pantry dishes where it's like you know if you keep a well 
not like a huge like pantry, but like you keep a pretty well stocked sort of collection of just staple items, then you're able to like put together these these varied yeah. dishes that but they are including like all of these, you know, things that you uh, you know, in theory would have like on hand. So I like that. Um mm-hmm. and then another dish that like we've sort of like alluded to like a few times on this podcast, but like I'm obsessed because <laughs> yeah. just growing up in an Asian household, I'm obsessed with like a fried rice like moment. Mm-hmm. Like always, I always yeah, using like a rice cooker, I usually make so much more rice than I like need to use for like a dinner or whatever. So I'll have a bunch of leftovers and like it's just the I think it's the best way to like use all that leftover rice because mm-hmm. it's perfectly like dry it's obviously cooked already prepared but like yeah and i just love like again easy stuff you just like make sure you prep all the like little stuff that goes inside and bloop pop it in a pan and so that's what's so important about like those those little things like and my mistake yesterday was when i made my (laughs) fried rice i forgot Uh that i didn't have any leftover rice and so i had to make rice oh yeah yeah, yeah. i put it in the fridge for like maybe an hour an hour and a half but it wasn't like dry or cool enough that Mm -hmm. it was not as crispy when you it was definitely more mushy than i wanted it to be plus with like pineapple in it it like made it more like wet and watery Yeah. yeah but um See, those are the things that, like, you don't really realize until you start cooking more. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, I should be doing that. I didn't. And, like, totally. I I don't even know where I learned that. That must have been something I read, like, a long time ago in a recipe to be like, oh, you should use, like, leftover rice. Right, like, you pick up all these little things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, those are, like, good recipes, though. And, like, I also feel like you're, you're fried rice like whatever recipes that you use or whatever you do it's always so good probably because you just put like a shit ton of garlic in it and like it always tastes yeah so like good. i love garlic. <laughs> like- oh so this is another okay so this is another like a little level up tip for fried rice and it's mm-hmm. something that i learned from marion and she also learned it from <laughs> obviously someone else too yeah but so have, have you heard of kewpie mayonnaise like the japanese style I quote think mayonnaise. so. Yeah, it comes in these like, I I think it comes in two bottle types. It's like this smushy, this like mushy plastic bottle, but it, there's also one with like a baby on it, like a red drawn baby on it. Anyway, uh, you can get it at like an Asian grocery store. But a tip that I learned for fried rice is obviously using the day old, you know, uh cooked already rice but as a like a little extra step if you have the time and want to do this doing a mixture like putting in a little bit of kewpie mayonnaise and i don't know like for for me when i heard that i was like oh mayonnaise that's like kind of weird but the thinking is like when you put it into the you know dried rice and you sort of like mix it you make sure that every um you know grain is covered so that when you put it into like your pan with some oil or whatever like you're actually like frying in theory right like every individual grain it like separates it almost kind of yeah that too yeah and it's almost like kind of the theory the the theory but like the technique you use when like you make grilled cheese sandwiches you know like you you coat 
the grilled mm-hmm. the the bread with something yeah. to make sure that it sort of rounds up really really nicely. So that's something that I've started doing relatively recently because I was like, oh, that's like a weird tip, but I tried it and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I gotta find that now. Yeah. yeah. Yum. <laughs> so many recipes oh my god we're gonna have like a such a big list of recipes um oh speaking of that yeah um we are gonna announce guys that we're gonna um we i mean by by this point i'll probably we'll probably have put it up by now but our an instagram where we can post oh, yes. all of these recipes um it's gonna be super exciting so we'll have all those recipes like if you guys ask for it, we'll put up some of them. Like we'll put up our <laughs> we'll recipe up for them. today. But if you have any like other recipes that you guys want or like are curious about, let us know. And also I feel like we talk about stuff or like reference. <laughs> so many things because, in every podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And that we just don't have like a, a place to further expound on it or just like show it like the basic mm. thing of like showing what we're talking about so i think that mm. yeah the 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 instagram account would be <laughs> i'm talking like such an old person describing this like <laughs> thing <laughs> but it like, would be good to put it on the instagram yeah, yeah. exactly thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh i'm excited I want to like go like dive into our old podcast and be like, okay, now David, you got to get those like baby pictures and you got to right, get like those. all the things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess now that we've kind of gone through all of these fun recipes that we like to, to get hungry, Peter, we're getting hungry. So <laughs> guys, we're going to do a special treat for y'all. We're going to do a little 30 minute Rachel Ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> obsessed <laughs> um 30 minute uh david and peter uh cooking show i guess Ooh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna actually like make something we are we oh, surprise david you didn't know about this this is <laughs> brand new information. oh my god what <laughs> now go and buy all the ingredients yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> um we are going to go into the kitchen and kind of go through um a, f- a fun little recipe for spam masubi. Ooh, I'm so excited. I'm so okay. excited to do that. I'll meet you in the kitchen. All right. <laughs> All right. See you there. <laughs> guys we are in the kitchen getting ready to cook up some goodness some i guess like brunch goodness here yeah what are we and what are we making peter what did we decide on we decided on spam masubi um mostly because it's not too hard to do but it's also like fun and you know not everyone knows how to make it um it's 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 not something I made until like the pandemic, and now it's kind of like one of Kurt's favorite dishes. Um, so I thought it'd be fun, and then David agreed. So <laughs> yeah, I was all about a simple little moment because I was like, one, we're gonna be recording this kind of like while we're cooking, right? So I was like, it can't be too complicated because that'll just get messy. But 
I also like that the payoff of it, like it, you know, it's it's simple, but it's also very tasty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited. Was it like the crepes that I was thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I was like, I don't want to get any like special. Like I don't want to need to have like a special anything. Yeah, like, it should just be something we have. So I think this fits the bill. So for the recipe, um, I guess we'll like post the link on our um, on our Instagram page that will have been made at this point i'll I'll get to it but um uh it's i I don't know how i found it but it's a great recipe and i follow it and it's really simple um all you need is basically the short grain rice um that's usually made for sushi uh, i mean that you usually get for sushi and then um for like you obviously need spam. I got the twenty five percent less sodium one because it's a I little salty. Did not get the nons. <laughs> but your will, yours will be yours will be tastier. I'm sure. <laughs> um, everything else is like kind of whatever you want. Like I, you, you kind of need a little bit to season the spam. Like there's like a little bit of soy sauce. Um, they put yeah, different like flavorings. Yeah, they have like sake, but I don't have that, so I just use my rice vinegar. Um, I think I use cooking wine instead, and then um, yeah, I'm using um, a white wine vinegar. Yes. Oh, I get. Maybe we should also explain maybe what spam is for for anyone who like. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, hasn't experienced it or like doesn't. I mean, like, know what it is. I didn't know what it was, probably because until I like was looking because. We would, so when we were in New York, there was this place that had um, the onigiri, right? The triangle shaped uh-huh. um, things. And yeah. it would have, um, so basically, onigiri is like a rice ball that's wrapped with like nori, the sushi, or sorry, the seaweed. And then mm-hmm. um, they would have different flavors of it. And they would have like either spam in it or like they had fish, they had um, a bunch of different things. So I think we moved here and we wanted to make something like it, but I also like had no idea how to make onigiri. I was like, I don't know how to make a ball or... Right, those are like a little more like advanced, I feel like. Yeah. Because they're very structural and like, yeah. So then I looked up some, I don't know how I got to it, but I was like, okay, like, oh, this looks kind of like what I want to make, like this spam <laughs> rice thing. Um, so that's called Spam Masubi, but it's basically like a rectangular shaped, um, ball or like rectangular shaped, um, clump of rice with, mm-hmm. uh, Spam on top and, um, the seaweed kind of wrapping around it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's basically like a sushi, like a big sushi piece, but like, instead of like the raw fish, it's like a, you know, a, a very tasty uh cooked like seasoned piece of spam yum and it's very popular among obviously it's uh you know has uh connections to like japanese uh cooking but like in hawaii it's like a huge like piece of their cuisine there like they they have it for snacks and like you can get like i remember when i went to hawaii um for like a wedding two years ago um my friend Nikki, who like traveled to um, uh, Honolulu uh, like pretty often, like fairly often, so she knew this like awesome like uh, spam and spot, and we decided to go like kind of 
<laughs> at kind of a bad time. It was like right before our flight and we were waiting in line for like probably longer than we should have because it's so popular and like did you almost miss your flight? <laughs> we almost missed our flight oh for God. sure. Um, but it was worth it. The Swim Sue was very tasty. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Aww. All right. So should we start with um, the rice? Yeah. So you haven't, have you made the rice yet or no? Um, I have made the rice. So, okay, oh my God, saying, imagine so if I, I didn't and you had to wait <laughs> fucking like 20 minutes. For well, that's why rice. I was like earlier, I was like, oh, Peter, so like I prepared the rice already because I know it can take like up to, well, depend because I'm using a rice cooker um, and it takes like an hour for it to like work, which I am very surprised, Peter, which not everyone has that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not everybody can get that. It's yeah, very special. But so you don't use a rice cooker. So you have a rice cooker because I'm pretty sure my rice cooker broke in like New York at some point, and I just never got around to getting a new one. Um, AKA like I didn't know which one to buy, and my parents like didn't get me a new one. So I was thanks, like, I'm just going to. I mean, I've just been using like normal pots to make rice. Um, yeah, which is basically the same as a rice cooker except instead of like timing it on the rice cooker i just time it like on my microwave and then i just um i just make sure that when it starts boiling i turn down the heat that's it yeah so i'm i have tried many a time to make rice on the stovetop with like a pot and like you know following all the the recipes and stuff to like make like the perfect rice on the on the stovetop but i can never seem to do it i think i just miss the time like i'm not paying attention close enough yeah, yeah, and then yeah. i fuck it up and it's all like it's too mushy <laughs> or like the bottom's fucked up so i, I definitely like, can't do that i found like the perfect like timing so i'll just like put rice and you know wash it and everything like three times and then I do, like, the weird, like, measure with my finger kind of thing oh, that, like, finger. we all do. Yeah. Um, but I use, like, my pinky finger, and I, like, will measure it up to, like, the first, um, I don't know, the first joint. Like, the first, like, the first phalange, like, <laughs> the first, like, um, bend in my pinky. Um, and then... I just boil, like, get wait for the rice to boil, and once it boils, I turn the heat low and just cover it up. And then I time wow. it for 17 minutes exactly. And then once right. it's 17 minutes, I just turn it off, take it off the stovetop, and it's done. Ugh. See, it sounds so simple when, like, I read the recipe and hear you talk about it, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I can't do it. So what I do with my rice cooker is I do all those steps you did before, like, yes. rinse the rice. Yes. Uh, you know, measure the amount of water, put it in the rice cooker, and then I hit start, and it's done in an hour. That <laughs> and I don't have to pay attention to sounds it. Sounds great, and I <laughs> wish I... I mean, I could technically do that with our Instapot, but it's so huge, and I'm like, it's honestly easier for me to just, like, do this, like, on my tiny, like, little pot than, like, get out my huge Instapot that, like, can put, like, five gallons of things in there. <laughs> Okay, so we made the rice. We have the rice portion done. We have a rice done. Um, should we sprinkle um, some sesame seeds or furikake into it? Yeah. So this will add some, like, extra just flavor. Extra zhuzh. Yes. Yeah, extra zhuzh. Um, what are you going to add? I'm adding this, like, Simply Asia seasoning with, like, 
uh, sesame seeds, which, you know, uh, that's kind of like the basic version. But then there's like little ginger pieces and garlic in it also. Hmm. What were you going to say for people who don't know? Oh, yeah. Like what furikake is like, it's basically like a rice seasoning and it's sort of like it depends on like the i guess type you get but because there's all different kinds but essentially it's like sort of a seasoning um you know that uh in japanese cooking like people add to the rice just to make it like a little more flavorful mm-hmm. and then we mix it in right yes okay. i'm just like putting it together do you use it a lot your furikake seasoning? Ooh, so I have, yeah, I have been using, I have been just cooking Asian, like, dishes more in general, because mm-hmm. I found this, like, fantastic, uh, like, chef, like, YouTube chef lady. Mm-hmm. Her name's Marion, and she runs the website and YouTube channel, Marion's Kitchen. Mm, okay. And so her background is she is uh, half Thai and half Australian, so she has this very, like, unique kind of point of view when it comes to like whenever she makes a dish sometimes it may be like an Italian pasta dish but she'll sort of like oftentimes switch it up or like do a cool Asian twist on it using a lot of like very um you know Asian ingredients like a lot of um like oyster sauce and fish sauce like yeah so depending on like what kind of recipe she does she'll do like a sort of a twist on it and she's based in she was based in thailand for like earlier in her channel but i think she moved back to australia Hmm. Um, so it's just interesting like sort of her access to different like ingredients or just you know sort of flavor profiles i guess with her cooking i'm gonna find it or you can send me the link Oh yeah, for sure. Like basically, and something I also love about her channel is that like, she really stresses like things shouldn't be complicated. Like she does like a lot of easy, like one pot or like one pan kind of dishes that you can just kind of like mix everything together. Yeah. Which I love because that also saves some cleanup. For sure. You can see how much like I like hate cleaning uh, all of the fuck yeah, I hate hate all that. I hate that. Worst part of cooking. Okay, okay. So we've mixed our rice. Now, do you want to, um, we have our nori sheets, our sesame, or our our seaweed sheets that we can cut up into our strips and set aside. Um, so how this recipe works is, um, you basically cut about six pieces of spam, um, just to get like... Wait, question. Mm -hmm. So the, (laughs) the ingredient... Like the, the, sorry, the recipe, it says a seven ounce can and we have like the bigger ones. So like, what do you do? Right? Like mine says 12. Oh, mine's a 12 ounce. Yeah. I use 12 ounces. I use the whole thing. Oh, so you make a big chunk. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They must use really thin slices. You can tell I'm very, like when I do a new recipe, I'm very much like, okay, follow the rules. (laughs) These are the rules for the recipe. (laughs) I'm scared, Peter. One thing that I did notice is that sometimes my nori is really thin. Like, I cut them according to, like, the sushi perforations, you know? Like, the the thinner, like, one-inch ones. Oh, I just did that. (laughs) So, well, I used to... I've been doing that, so I want to try making it thicker because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Like, but I might do it a little thicker because I've noticed mine are super thin. Okay, well, great. So, I'm going to try it. You're like, you're not following the recipe. I'm not following the directions. 
So for you, when you do like a new recipe or trying something out, like how are you, like, are you the person that's like, oh, I can totally just like read this recipe and like go off it? Or do you like seeing a more, cause something that I love about Marion's channel is that like she does a YouTube video, like showing her put it all together and like mm -hmm. do it in addition to like the actual, like, you know, written out recipe. So I can like follow both. Yeah, I think that's, it's really helpful to have those, especially for recipes where it's like, I've never done this before. I don't know how to do this. Like, show me how. Um, yeah. Cause Kurt, like, especially with baking videos, Kurt will like watch a baking video and follow a recipe um, that was like made by the same person, right? So that's yeah. been really helpful for him. Um, I guess for me, it just depends what I'm making. Like, if it's just like, I'm just trying to find different seasonings for a fried rice or something, mm -hmm. then I'll just like read a recipe. But if it's more like, oh, I'm gonna try doing like this, um, for when I first yeah. made the masubi, I watched the video and it was like one of those ASMR videos also. <laughs> so it was really satisfying just to hear them like turn the heat or turn the fire on and oh, turn yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> like, and you can hear the, hear the sizzle, sizzle of the spam. Of yeah. Guys, we're going to do that for this too. We're going to, we're going to record some sound effects, bring our microphones right next to our, <laughs> we're going to cook the microphone. Yes. It's going to be burning. Oh wait. Okay. So speaking of microphones, Peter, Oh my God. So this is the first episode that I'm recording on Peter's birthday gift to me. Ah! He got, he got me like this really, really cute um, a microphone to record our podcast on. And this is the first time I'm using it. It's the same microphone that I have. Um, I just think it's like a really simple, like literally just plug it in and it sounds great to have a microphone. Yeah. So hopefully it sounds good. And I mean, your, your <laughs> like laptop microphone was really good to begin with, which is why I was like, I was like, oh, does he even need this? It's like. Not really, like, I, I don't know how much better or, like, if it's going to sound that much different. But I was like, oh, but it'd be fun to, like... Imagine if it sounds worse. Okay. <laughs> throw it out and give it to Tess to do his own little, like, podcast. His little podcast. Oh, you. Yeah. Okay, Carrie and your puns. Yes, come on, puns. Okay, so I cut the nori strips. Okay, so it's... That are probably too skinny, but we'll see. <laughs> So we cut our nori into our six strips and we're setting it aside. And now oh we're going to open up our spam tin. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. And Wait, so did you grow up, sorry, now that we're on the spam part, did you grow <laughs> up like e eating, oops, sorry, eating spam in your family? With in your family? I just open that fucking spam can in front of our microphone and like spam juice like splattered everywhere. <laughs> the things we do for the podcast. Hello. Um, did we eat spam growing up? Yeah. Did you have it like as a kid and stuff like that? I don't think I ever did. Honestly, like my parents are very much, um, Oh, interesting. I feel like this was definitely not in the realm of like, East Asian Chinese Cantonese. Right, I'm right. trying to like shake this. I'm trying to shake the spam out. Sorry. <laughs> Shaking. I'm like, because <laughs> it gets like caught on yeah. the like edges. So you have to like squeeze <laughs> the different sides. Yeah. I was watching, sorry, backtracking that ASMR video of this. And like, uh -huh. the girl, like, 
she, like she's trying to pat the spam out so like gently because it's ASMR and I'm like now they're gonna get it out <laughs> Okay. Um, That's so funny. But yeah, like we didn't really. I think spam is not really a common ingredient in like the cooking, um, in like Chinese food East cooking, Asian, East yeah, Asian yeah. food yeah. cooking. I really didn't get exposed to this unless I was eating like some kind of either whether it be Japanese or Hawaiian food or whatever. Like that's I never really had like spam um, as a common thing. So when I discovered it, it's been like, oh my God. And especially with Kurt too, like Kurt didn't really discover it until we had that um, in New York, that onigiri. Ah. And because of that now he like loves it. And so we'll like put it into different cooking and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's like, I think some people's perception of it, obviously like it's not the nicest word, you know, email, we don't like it. We don't like our spam, but. It's like, how fucking dare you? Spam is amazing. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure, like health-wise, it's probably not the best. But oh like, yeah, it's definitely terrible. <laughs> um, but I think like if you kind of treat it as, I mean, you know, everyone has different dietary needs and like taste and preferences and stuff. But like, I think if you add it as sort of a like flavor enhancer, like you're kind mm-hmm. of sprinkling it in like fried rice, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing, I think it can like be. A really cool ingredient to, mm-hmm. to cook with. Yeah, and I think it's like, I think it's just really, it's flavorful and it's like a different flavor that you don't normally get with, um, I don't know, most other like protein. And it's like, it's, I think it's similar to like a corned beef kind of taste or like a ham, totally. obviously like yeah. ham, but um, <laughs> ham, ham yeah. spam. Um, <laughs> wait, do you know, do you know why they call it spam? Uh, I've read it before, but I don't quite recall. Like, I'm wondering if it stands for something. Oh, it's on the back. I think it means... It's on the back of our can. Well, we have different cans. Oh, sizzle? No, that's not true. (laughs) Yes, it is! Oh my god, it says! Well, read it, Peter. Read it for the audience. It says sizzle. (laughs) Into the microphone, honey. Sizzle, pork, and mmm. (laughs) <laughs> yep, that's what it stands for. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. That's what it stands for. Um, now I gotta look this up. I'm pretty sure it's like, is it salted pork or something? Or preserved or something? I would hope the P stands for pork. Even though I'm sure it's oh, like spiced. Different. It's just spiced ham. <laughs> Us trying to get all fancy with the acronym moment. It's spiced ham, guys. You mean sizzle, pork, and mmm? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, those are all true, oh so... Okay, so, our next step is to brown the Spam. So we're gonna put some oil in our pan, we're going to um, put it on medium heat, and just cook, okay. um, cook them about two to three minutes on either side. And we're using vegetable oil, right? Are you using vegetable oil? Yes, I am using, um, I don't know, whatever oil I have. I think it's olive oil. (laughs) I'm sticking true to the recipe and using vegetable oil. Oh shit, it's not open. Oh god. Did you eat Spam growing up? I did. It's kind of big and... It's funny you mentioned like it's not a huge thing in like East Asian cooking, but like I think growing up in a Filipino household, like it's kind of... 
it's sort of on the same level as like sausage or bacon like for breakfast and also like mixing it in with like fried rice and things like that but so yes i'm i'm very familiar with uh <laughs> spam's uh added flavor to food and all of that yeah i do think i also have like i remember do you remember we went to that filipino place near my dental school Oh, we did. Yeah, we went to. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we had some kind of spam dish or something. And I think that was probably one of the first times that I had spam um, in more recent years. And like that, I didn't realize it was like also like a popular ingredient in Filipino cooking. Okay. My oil's heated. I'm going to put it in. <gasps> yes. Get that sizzle started. Watch, it's gonna fucking burn me. <laughs> We're gonna hear your scream on the microphone. For reals. Yeah! <gasps> I hear the sizzle. It's a nice sizzle. Yeah. I put the microphone right next to it, guys, so I hope you hear the sizzle right now. Hope you appreciate the ASMR. And how long are we supposed to do, like, it's by side, right? Yeah, so, so like two to three minutes per two. side. And we're, we're trying to get a nice browning, a nice little crisp, yes. crispness. Do you, are you a huge fan? I mean, I know you are, but like for our audience <laughs> here, are you a yeah. big fan of Great British Red God? <gasps> oh my God, yeah. I think any, any cooking show I'm like pretty much down with. I have some ones that I like have am more like into, but I think just overall watching people like craft because I, I, I'm not the best chef. I feel like I can't, like, just whip up, like, a recipe or whatever. I have to definitely, like, follow something. So I love seeing people who really are into, like, doing that and can, you know, craft and do, you know, their their thing or whatever. And I think in a, in a competition setting or, like, any type of high-pressure situation, if they can keep their cool and do it, I love it. And I think Great British Bake Off is, like, in that same vein, but they're all, like... Nice. <laughs> they're also just yeah. like they're competing, but they're like, if they accidentally like push your food over, they're gonna apologize and be really sorry about it. Right, 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 exactly. Do you have any favorite uh, cooking shows that you like to watch, or like outside? I, well, I, did you ever see? There was that one on Netflix that was actually really good called. Um, the final table. The final table. One. Yes, yes, yes. I really liked that one. And they all come from different, like, countries, right? Yeah, like, it was all, all like these yeah. like, top chefs, and they were partnered up. Um, I guess it was yes. like first they came as partners, and then it kind of whittled down to like singles. But um, yeah, yeah, they would be from different countries, and then each like I think each episode would be centered on a different country's cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, it was really and the cool. judges, right? They would they would sort of rotate based on like yes. I don't know if it was the was it the country that they were like doing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would also have like just like really big chefs like being the judges. Like they would have like huge yeah. like Michelin star chefs. Um, so I thought that was a really good like cooking show that like was really fun mm-hmm. and interesting because um, I feel like there's so many baking shows out there, but not so many cooking shows that I would watch. Um, yeah, and I feel like if they were to do another one, I would do that. I would watch it again. 
there's another one on Netflix. Netflix has like a bunch of them, but like there's another more, I think, quote unquote, innovative one called like the best leftovers ever. Have you, has that popped up on your screen? I think I've seen it. Ever? Yeah, yeah. What is it? So it's basically like these home chefs, home cooks or whatever, they have to sort of create these like gourmet dishes out of like basically leftover kind of like the typical like leftovers you would get if you say ordered like chicken fingers or something you didn't eat all of them you just refrigerated it mm. and then you know you have to they have to figure out how to like repurpose it in a you know in a classy sort of way mm-hmm. and it's not just chicken fingers it's like a, usually a mix of different like, like quote unquote leftovers mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting that sounds fun and very creative yeah but do sure. they have to make it like high class like fancy yeah there's like two i think two rounds so one is like not super fancy they just have to kind of make a a new dish but then the last one i think is where they have to like make it very they have to elevate it mm-hmm. everyone loves saying that word mm-hmm. <laughs> elevate it elevate it we're gonna elevate the spam honey by putting it in a sushi sushi moment We should probably turn our spam over and oh, okay. probably browned on one side. Oh yeah. A nice little crisp, golden crisp. Oh, yeah. So Peter, what are your what's your go-to like cooking vessel when you usually like put a meal together? I guess it also depends on it's, the recipe. It's but. mostly this wok because I don't really Ooh. have um, too many non-stick pans. Um, uh-huh. I think I had one and it was just, like terrible so I feel like the walk has been really just like all purpose for me except for times yeah. when I need to like make something flat like it's a little hard to make omelets and pancakes and things like that which is like if that's why when you were, we were like oh crepes and I was like it might be a little hard for me to make a crepe <laughs> we're gonna make crepe bowls today everyone <laughs> with Peter's um walk but um Aside from the walk, like, we got, we invested in, like, a big set of, like, stainless steel cooking ware. Um, and oh, they're, like, that. I think they're, like, tri-ply, so they're really, like, heavy-duty. Yeah. They conduct heat really well. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I use to cook that's everything good. else, like, all my rice and, like, our, um, I don't know. That's, I mean, we'll cook, like, we'll boil a lot of things with it. I don't use the pans as often. Probably because I'm just scared that Mostly the things pots. are going to get stuck. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. and my cast iron. We oh, have a cast we iron. We have a cast iron. Yeah, so yes. we'll cook a lot of things on that. Like, um, Kurt makes a really good, like, chicken breast. Um, if you just um, sear it on either side. And then he'll just kind of add chicken stock to make it, like, juicy. <gasps> juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using my cast iron for this spam moment right now. Yum. Yes. Wait, I don't remember you having a cast iron when did you have? I it? probably didn't have one. No, I probably didn't have one when you came over like all those years ago. But like John, actually, this is John's cast iron. Mm-hmm. It's moving in. It's become our cast iron. <laughs> it's re it repurposed from the both of you now. Yeah. 
Um, so oh in preparation, I got some paper towels because we have to- Oh, yeah, 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 the point. They get super drenched in like oil and stuff, so you gotta yeah. dry it off. Um, so you're gonna move them to the plate now? Yes. Um, okay, I'll, same. I'll just put them on my cutting board here. Ooh. I should probably turn it. It's kind of like bacon, right? When you make bacon, you always put it like... Yes. You sort of drain it. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. All right, so the next part is we have to clean our pans, and then we're going to put like okay. the little sauces to like... Or like the little sauce mix to season our spam. Which like... Honestly, you probably don't need to put too much of anything. But it's like it sweetens it, because the spam is mostly salty, mm. but... um. Yeah. He put some sugar with this and it like sweetens it so it gives like a little nice flavor. Yeah, like a glaze almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's what takes this like it, pretty I, simple recipe. It elevates. It. It elevates <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. And you put the this is like on low, right? Like really Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm cleaning off all the oil here. Guys, I bet you weren't expecting an ASMR cooking video. Yes. Get the oil off with that microphone, honey. <laughs> um, okay, so this part, I actually, this is one of the parts where I am really particular about uh -huh. measuring this because I've done it before just eyeballing it and it's turned out really bad. Oh, okay. So follow the follow all the things. It's really not that hard. It's literally like just one part of everything. It's like one tablespoon of soy sauce, one tablespoon of rice vinegar, one tablespoon of sugar, one tablespoon of water. But like, has to be very precise. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for my dumbass who like always, not always, but sometimes mixes up a tablespoon and a teaspoon moment, it can, yeah, um, be challenging for someone like me. Yeah. I, okay. I, I can understand that. <laughs> um, I don't think you have to do this, but I'm just like putting it all into like a bowl to mix it before I put it into the pan. Oh, that's so much smarter than what I was gonna do. Oh my god! <laughs> my, oh my god! I was just gonna be like whoop, into the, the. I just heard you pan. turning on the the pan. I was like, yeah. wait, wait, wait! My <laughs> good call. Oh my god! Sake. Let's see. I don't have sake. I wish I had sake. You could just drink it. You know what I really want? I want like those little glass, little bowls that all the cooking channels and shows use when they like prepare all the, yes! Oh my God. I need that. I need <laughs> I like, that, I have Peter. Them, David. That's what I'm using. So professional. But you know what happened? What? I, we got a huge set from like Bath and Body Works. Uh -huh. oh, sorry, wow, not soap, Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> Um, we got a huge set, um, and one time, I think Kurt was using the bowls to try and, like, um, flatten out tofu to, like, dry it off. Uh-huh. But in the process... Oh, did he it, smash it? Yeah. Oh, no. The bowls, like, broke, so 
instead of like we used to have like the big ones too but now i only have like the small ones yeah but we still i mean we we still have like other big bowls so it's fine but it was just sad because we're like oh no the set like it was was oh yeah yeah and there's glass all over my tofu oh my god that was (laughs) no it the it didn't fall on the tofu it fell off the table (gasps) onto the floor so our floor was covered in glass and I was like, oh my God, Sam's going to die from all this glass. Mm-hmm. It was just scary. Okay, so I'm, I think I'm doing what you're going to do and replacing the potato starch with the corn starch because I don't yes. have potatoes. Whatever potato starch is. I feel like I'm in chemistry, in, a- in AS chemistry again. <laughs> Ooh, so speaking of that. I mean, maybe kind of related. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, or Kurt's like the channel that he watches, the baking guy that he like follows the videos uh-huh. and stuff. I guess he used to be either like a math teacher or a chemistry teacher or something. But like, Ooh. Kurt really likes it because he's really like scientific about everything in the baking process and like um, also really particular about the measurements and stuff. Yeah. So, which you have to be, right? When you're baking, I feel like that's like, yeah, I think it's Super helpful necessary. because I feel like if you are just following blindly and don't understand why you're doing a lot of the stuff, yeah. like you're not going to really understand. And then when you get the the technical challenge on Bake Off, you're going to not be able to think on your feet because you don't know how science works. For, For real. So true. So true. Um, okay, wait, I got to get my one tablespoon of cornstarch. Isn't it two teaspoons? Te- oh, wait. Two- oh, I'm sorry. Two teaspoons. Okay. You're correct. I was like, you're ah, like, what did I do? I fucked this up. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so then you mix it in in the bowl, right? And then you add it to the pan? Or yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, you, I think you just do it really quickly. Like, um, don't heat it up for too long because okay. it solidifies pretty quickly. So just oh. heat it up and then, does it say you put in the span like right, right away or? Uh, let me double check. Yeah, stir continuously and then put the span. Yeah, I guess when it starts thickening, you put the spam in. Oh, you're right. It is thickening up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it smells really good too. Because it's like sweet from the sugar. Mm-hmm. But a little salty from all the other like, pieces. Oh my god, that's so crazy. It looks like caramel, Peter. Mm-hmm. I think I should have put the spam in a little earlier, because you're right, it does thicken up real quick. Oh shit, I'm pretty sure she does this on, like, when she makes this, she does it on, like, a flat frying pan. <laughs> so now oh, yeah. it's going to be hard for me to coat this in my fucking wok. Oh. oh, speaking of wok, Peter, I told you this before, but, like, I am really excited because I just ordered one, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to start using it. What's going to, well, firstly, how are you going to season it? So I've been doing, like, a lot, you know me, and doing all the research. I did, like, a research... A research. I did research on like sort of the best um, techniques to do it. It's this whole process of like needing to basically like like heat the steel up or whatever because it's like it's a carbon steel wok. Because I know there's yeah. different like kinds. Um, 
But yeah, so it's basically like you needing to like create that layer of like burned or like, you know, heated up to super high temperatures um, mm-hmm. of the pan. Um, mm-hmm. Which I'm kind of nervous about just because it's like a whole seems very involved. But it'll it'll be worth it. Oh my god, it's it was like liquid and now it's solid like immediately it turns so fast. I'm like, ah! put it in. So for the for the listeners, now we're going in and putting that spam back into the pan with the sort of glaze sauce that we've sort of created for it. Which just gives it a nice little coat. And then after that, we are ready to put everything together. Oh God, I'm nervous. So David has a cool like masubi (laughs) kind of like rice packing um, masubi maker thing. I love that I was like, I don't want a recipe that needs special equipment. And then I find this like thing that my mom got me back when I moved into this apartment. And I was like, I'm never gonna use it. But you gotta tell her that you use. I know. Today. I definitely have to tell her. I unfortunately don't have that. So <laughs> the other way that you can do this is to use the can that you used for the spam as a mold. Yes. Um, you basically line it with plastic wrap, and then um, <laughs> I basically <laughs> shove the rice down yeah. into it, so it like fills up like the lower level of the can and then that helps to like form the rice and then you could just take it out and put the spam on top and then wrap it i think the benefit of well i hope this is sized the one that i'm using is sized to fit a you know a standard spam piece but kind of the benefit of using the can is you know that it'll it'll totally fit right yeah and um when I do my, like, sometimes I'll put an, a scrambled, or not a scrambled, but, like, an <gasps> oh, omelette egg yeah. inside um, my, like, it'll be a Spam Masubi with egg, and um, I will just use the can to cut out egg shapes. Um, oh, from the omelette? Put, yes. Oh, that's from, so like, smart. a huge omelette. Mm-hmm. So is a, are you already packing your rice, or what do you Yeah, do? I'm doing my first one, and I'm very... I'm hoping it turns out nice. How how tightly do you should I pack it? Um, I usually just like flatten it until I feel like it's pretty like even. I can't flatten it anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah, because I I don't know I don't have I don't have like a um I don't know what are you because you're using like the the lid of that that thing that you have helps to fold, oh, right? Yeah, I'm a dumbass because I forgot that. <laughs> so I'm using the mold, but I forgot I had the little packer thing. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna do that now. So embarrassing. <laughs> oh wow! Oh my god! Okay, that was cool. So for so, those of you who, well, okay, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, so then do I just put in the piece of Spam now on top of the right? Um, did you take it out of the... Oh, mix? step one, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> okay, so I'll take it out of the mold. Yes. Oh. See, Peter, I'm hopeless. I, I can't do this like on my own. <laughs> 
the it's house. not easy. Otherwise, everyone would do it. Right. Everyone would have their own sushi restaurant. Their masubi restaurant. Masubi, yes. See, look, David. Okay. It comes out, like, <gasps> flat like oh, this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just, like, pull it out. Okay. Um, oh, that's smart. You put saran wrap. I guess she did that in the, in the recipe. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I didn't learn myself, David. <laughs> You're like, I follow like, directions. Oh, that's smart. I'm like, I just, I just, that's how I learned. That's how she did it. Okay, I'm going to put now a piece of spam on it. Right, Peter? That's how you do it? Yes. Okay. Oh, this would be so much better with an egg, but I forgot to pick some new eggs up. It's still gonna be really good. Yeah, it'll definitely still be tasty. It's gonna be funny because ours are gonna look so different. Yours is gonna be like super thin, like nori sheets, and mine are like fat. Like, look at this one. Oh, yeah, yours. I think I've seen some like that too, like when I've like ordered them before. It also mm-hmm. helps with like holding it. So that actually is smarter. <laughs> Here's what mine looks like. Yay! That looks so good. I'm obsessed. And now I'm sad I'm o- I only made six. Well, now I know how to do I mean, it. I only made six too, so. But mine are like huge slices of spam. <laughs> oh yeah, so now we have to make all the rest of them. See, this is why we need the magic of television to like do a montage of us making all, all six of them. Just like speed it up. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool, Peter. I'm upset. I'm like, this is so neat. It's, it comes out so pretty and nice. Yeah. Ugh, this would have been so iconic with an egg. <laughs> I'm using my imagination and it's like, ugh, why didn't you just get it? Next time. Next time. In your family, who was like the cook in your family? Um, I would say it was mostly my mom, but my dad would like, he would definitely take care of breakfast. Like my mom would do everything else, but my dad was like more, at least growing up, like he was definitely like more the one preparing our first meal of the day before we went to school. Mm. What were your breakfasts usually? Sorry, I was giving John like the first three that I made. So <laughs> And he we'll, was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so we'll hear, we'll see if he enjoys it or not. Um sorry, but to answer your question. Wait, you gotta take a picture of it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. the I'm gonna do the three. You're so like I, the next ones because those first three were. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um sorry, so who uh, oh my, my like what what did i eat for breakfast like what would you eat for breakfast yeah so it would basically be rice every morning like literally actually well that's not true majority like 90 percent of my mornings were rice and then like like an egg usually scrambled and then like my like spam would potentially be on the menu <laughs> or like yeah. these these like giant sausages from costco that my mom loves um getting 
What sausages? They were like these sausages with like apple in them, but they were like huge fat ones. Like they weren't like little skinny like breakfast sausages. They were like pretty Like hefty. the thicker like, yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, and then some days like... Ugh. It would, oh, what? I'm sorry. I'm like, your breakfast sounds so fucking good. What was and yours? Like, sorry, mom. My <laughs> breakfasts were fucking like oatmeal with all this gross shit in it. Or like, it would be like, <laughs> I mean, okay, it wasn't bad. It would, we would have like, um, like uh, it would be either toast or, um, Ooh, okay, yeah. It would be like, um, yeah, oatmeal with like a lot of like healthy stuff in it. Like my mom would put like oatmeal with like flax seeds. Flax seed, exactly. Yes, yeah. flax seeds. Come on, things flax like seeds. that to like try and make it healthier. Yeah, and like um, I love that oatmeal needs to be healthier. Right. We need to make this oatmeal yes. healthier. And of course, like, I would always have to, I still will tell my mom to this day that, like, I fucking hate Ovaltine because that, that's what, that's what she would always give me because she would be like, oh, it was good for you and it, like, tastes good. And I'm like, I hate Ovaltine so much. And it's partly because it's, um, I think it was because we would, she would put it, she would want to put it in milk because that's the only mm. way I would drink milk is if it yeah. were flavored because if I don't it would vomit <laughs> oh wow like literally i would vomit because like I was think it, it a was lactose a moment or no i don't intolerant moment. i'm not sure like i think to me it, it just tasted disgusting all the time oh, so um if it's flavored i'd be fine but yeah. it's not that i'm lactose intolerant but for some reason it was so bad that like i would vomit um and that would be even for like two percent milk Right. Um, but like so, skim, like any kind of milk, so like skim milk. You um, know what I mean? I've, like, had, I've had skim milk with cereal and I've been okay. Like it's fine because it just tastes like water, I think. Right, right. But So are um, you still are you still very like reactionary to Yeah to milk? Oh, um, wow. I think if it's pure like milk or cream or something just like that's purely by itself like that. My body can't handle it. Oh, but, um, like I've had, like I remember recently we had boba, mm-hmm. like some kind of milk tea that had just straight up like cream in it, and I didn't realize it, and I got so my I could not handle it. Oh no! So there's some kind of lactose thing in there. Element. I just like yeah. yeah, but for the most part, like I can eat pizza, ice cream, everything like normal, yeah. and like like cheese, you're good with yeah, like cheese is fine. I probably break out a lot, but like it's not. <laughs> I'm like fine. Uh, if I couldn't eat cheese, I would. I would be so sad. Okay, I'm really having to focus trying to make these pretty because I finished. These are the ones I'm gonna take a picture. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and you were talking. You were telling a whole story. Okay, I have one more to make. Okay. Oh shit, I didn't realize that my stove was still on. Oh! Okay, pro tip, listeners, make sure you turn your stove on. I was like, oh, it's on low, it's fine. And I just realized that, like, my tongs were slowly melting, so. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, not melting, that's but, so like, funny. I put, like, a silicone, like, thing in there, and it was just, like, bending a little, and I was like, that's weird. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, thankfully, good thing silicone can, you know, be high temperature moment. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm so excited. How does it look? I think they look good. I think I needed to pack in the rice a little bit better because if I, like, picture-wise, it, it, they look good, but if I pick them up, I think they're not going to be as, like, together. But oh. next time. And then I'll also get John's feedback to see if he liked the ones I made him. Also, mine look, like, super thick compared to yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you divided that big-ass <laughs> piece... Oh my god. Look how thick <gasps> this is. You got the double stuffed. I I know. I feel like it's this is like the the supersized <laughs> versions. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I'm so excited. Alright guys, we'll be back. Guys, we are back from our uh, fun kitchen adventures and uh, eating our um, Spamasubis. Yes. That was so fun. That was super fun. It was kind of stressful because we had to record. Like, we had to talk. I felt like I was on a cooking show. I had to talk <laughs> while, like, actually cook. But it, no, it was awesome. And it was so good. John loved his. And yeah, it was what so did you tasty. What did you like about it? I mean, I love the spam part. <laughs> the spam. No, it honestly had two of my favorite things, like a salty meat situation and then like rice. I'm the biggest like rice whore. Mm. Like I could eat it all day long. So yeah, I love it. But also the fact that it's like, I think the little sauce thing, that little corn starchy mix that we make at the end definitely like nails it because without it, it would yeah. just be like plain salty. Like, spam. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like yeah. that part adds like a little sweetness and like a little sweetness. crust like to it, like a yeah. little crispy little, um, mm-hmm. it, it just like adds it and elevates it. Yeah. yeah. And like kind of related to, our discussion about like learning and picking up techniques. Obviously this is the first time I've made the recipe and like, there's little things now that I, if I, which I am going to do, if I were to make this recipe again, (laughs) because John like is going to make it. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Uh, There are like little things that I'm going to change because like, they were, they would have just been better that way. So you mean like putting an egg in it? <laughs> having an egg I know that's so embarrassing we talked about like being prepared and like going to the store with a list I fucking forgot the eggs so. it's okay oops <laughs> but no some, like the way you put together your uh, seaweed making it wider mm-hmm. I thought that was smarter because it's just easier to hold and then mm-hmm. also doesn't like make the whole thing fall apart Yeah. and then for the sauce I'm probably gonna try to use like like maybe just half the ingredients because I feel like mine turned out really saucy oh yeah also because I think you were using like smaller slices of the spam oh maybe mine were (laughs) my slices were huge because I used (laughs) up the the 12 ounces of spam that I got (laughs) and it coated it well also probably because I left the stovetop on it probably like evaporated (laughs) so I don't really know (laughs) 
You're right. Okay, yeah. So maybe I'll do some tri- more trial and error, but um, more spam, basically. More spam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this was super fun. I was I was so apprehensive about like when I when you wrote in the note, you're like, oh, maybe we should like cook something. I was like, how are we gonna fucking do that? But I know was... I was scared that you were gonna be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it, but I was like, how am I going to do this? Yeah, but I think it worked out perfectly. Oh, that was so fun, guys. We we, Since we couldn't be in the kitchen together together. At least, you know, next time we'll just do ASMR sounds and just like, you won't hear us talking. <laughs> you'll just hear us making the food and be like, oh, shit, like, in the background. like, <laughs> <laughs> And you'll have to guess what. Which one of Peter's favorite recipes from his note he made? We're <laughs> Is it the Chipotle bowl or or the puff pastry? The pumpkin ravioli or the pumpkin, pumpkin ravioli? Pastry. Yeah, you'll have to guess based on our sound. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, that was such a fun episode cooking, and maybe we'll do this again. Maybe we'll have some special guests. Maybe we'll have. Ooh. We'll have some uh, chef. pro <laughs> chefs come. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I'm just thinking that I we did this entire podcast without referencing Ratatouille, and I'm so oh my God. <laughs> bummed, but also like really proud of ourselves. I feel like we would have just done that the whole time. Anyway. I totally forgot that I have right? like a gusto. Um, cookie jar thing that is what I use to put all of our utensils and I was going to I literally was about to take a picture of all the spam masubi in front of it and then I was like oh no it doesn't look like cute like it doesn't look classy and this is not Gusto's like (laughs) spam masubi so (laughs) just take a photo of it of the jar by itself yeah Gusto's so our viewers can see it obsessed we're Remy the ratatouille Ratatouille. guys that was one of the things that we were thinking of making was ratatouille (laughs) oh my god too advanced the rat couldn't even make it oh he did though he did spoiler (laughs) (laughs) all right well (sighs) that was fun we'll see you guys soon see you in the next one bye bye Welcome to the David and P. Ugh. Wait, hold on. Let me take off my Invisalign. This is like not happening. <laughs> Did you have it on during the cooking? No, segment? I had it off because I was eating. But now I'm like, t- oh, I'm like talking. I'm like, yeah. mm, that sounds weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to see me doing this. That's not attractive. I'm sure it's a pretty scene. It's not attractive. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs>